like a lot of people talking, you know, the, the work life balance. And for me, I think it's more about the balance of like my relationship to my art practice has been like really thinking about that and working with that has helped me. And, and I can't, what I mean is, is kind of like when we make art, like I find it therapeutic. I do it because I feel good after doing it and during if, if I'm having a hard time making art makes me feel better, you know, but also it can't just be that because then that becomes like a hard thing when when you're trying to also balance it with like the art business side of things. Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Like I need a friend. Won't you come and sit in my windowsill? Welcome back to Windowsill Chats. I'm so glad you're here today. Whatever you're doing, I'm happy to be along with you. I have a really great treat for you today. I'm talking to Sarah Golden, a California artist who is somebody that I have admired for several years now. There's something just so appealing to me about her work. It's, you look at it and think that is so her style. You know, the first time you ever see it, it's like, that doesn't look like anybody else. It looks like Sarah. And I just love that and admire that about her work. And she's so dedicated to it. It just really comes through. Um, she's serious about it in a, in a delightful way. You know what I mean? Sarah is a fine artist and surface pattern designer living in Sacramento, California with her husband and nine-year-old twin girls. Working with abstraction, plants, collage, and mixed media on canvas and paper, her studio practice is dedicated to deep work, experimenting, working in a series, and definitely play. Sarah paints both big and small abstracts on canvas. She loves the freedom and intuitive workflow of abstract painting. She loves making pieces that find homes all over the world. For Sarah's surface design work, block printing, painting both traditionally and digitally, and pen and paper are her mediums. She has a deep love for Scandinavian design, a simple and clean aesthetic, vintage fabrics, geometrics, and low-volume prints. She is a habitual maker and learning enthusiast. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. And to check out Sarah's gorgeous work, go over to sarahgolden.org. And you will find it there. And on Instagram and TikTok, Sarah Golden Art. 
That's Sarah with an H. So enjoy our conversation, and I know you'll enjoy Sarah's art. Thanks for being here, Sarah. You're just one of my favorites. Thank you, Margo, for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. I am just such a fan. I love your work so much, and I love that that I've been in situations and times where I can say, hey, Sarah, how about a product line? You know, I just, I love your fresh approach and, and your you-ness and just how you, you own it. And I, I just, I find that super enticing. Thank you. That's kind of my um, goal, really, always. (laughs) I think it works. I really do. Yeah. I just feel like, um, Tell, tell me, tell us a little bit about how you, well, obviously the whole story, we want to hear the whole story, but just you, it feels like you have a good, strong sense of you and you understand what you want to paint and you're, you, I don't feel like you bend to the trends. You, you just are like, Hey, I love doing this and this is what I'm going to do. Does that feel like it, it aligns at all? Completely. Yeah. I'm a bit stubborn in that, like. I really truly want to paint what I want to paint and what I feel like painting. And I much prefer, um, you know, when I license and collaborate that it's with existing work because then it's truly actually something that like, it's a Thursday. I wanted to paint that. And that's what I did. You know, that is easier said than done. And I feel like when you put yourself out there though, in the way that you're like, this is who I am. This is the art I'm creating there's more of a chance of getting work that way instead of, all right, I'll stop what I want to do and do this thing for you. Yeah, it's true. Well, cause so much time, like when I say I'm like stubborn, it's not that, you know, I'm opposed to client work or anything like that. It's more about, it just simplifies it. And it's like less voices in the head. Cause you know, we all have that like artist talk, like when you're painting or, or making any sort of artwork, we're, we have this dialogue in our head going the whole time. And and then you put on top of it, like, you know, client expectations, existing client expectations and everything. And that, that can be really a struggle. And it kind of can, I, I think it depends maybe on personality, but like I can tend to, it stiffens me up Mm -hmm. and then I get stuck in the like, Oh, what trying to make something you think someone wants from you as opposed to, just having it be more natural. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree more. And I think having been on both sides, the client and the, and producing for the client, you often as a client have something in your mind, like, Oh, I've seen, but I saw that you did pale yellow polka dots on that green base. And you know, they're going. And then once you get a brief, you're going like, what do they really mean? You know, you want to live up to whatever that thing is and you have something and it's just natural. Yeah. And I, I think that can be a slippery slope. Obviously it can work super well. And and I've built a whole career on that, but um, it's about communication. And I, I honestly love it when I could be looking for something and say, you know, be inspired by your work and say, look at Sarah's gold, (laughs) Sarah's golden work. (laughs) (laughs) And then say, okay, I'm, I want to be inspired to make something I didn't even think about until I saw your work. You know, that that's the ultimate. And I think in the world we're in, there's a couple of ways to do it. There's somebody like you that makes the work and then it's seen and somebody wants to create for that or because of that. And then somebody, which is also 
a great way to do it that says I want to paint whatever the trend is that I know people are looking for. But to me, mm, I want to do it. I want to do it my way. <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> I think that's I just stand for that so so much. Yeah. And also like when I'm doing that, I can make so much more work. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's really just this more relationship between me and the artwork. Yeah. Instead of, you know, trying to get something right. I'd rather mm -hmm. make five or 10 of something and just see if something just sparkles on its own, oh, you know? Yeah. So what's a, what's a normal kind of day in the studio look like when you might have a little client work to do and you have your own work to do kind of how do you what's that balance like for you for me I found that the best way um is I get my painting done in the morning like my painting for myself mm. um I really try to get three hours in mm. just getting the brush down on paper or canvas okay. or what however it is and I usually have like a few bodies of work that I'm working on so or like plans to release something. So there's a bit of a deadline, but yeah, it's really about getting, cause that's for me, that's where, when my energy is, and then it doesn't get derailed because, you know, if I save it for the afternoon, who knows, yeah. you know, it's like so exercise or whatever those things. I mean, the nice thing about painting, I don't always want to exercise, but I always want to be creative. So it's yeah. like, okay, give me three hours of painting. That, that, yeah. sounds, that sounds great. But that makes a lot of sense because then, Again, you're feeding that body of work that way. Yeah. And and I love seeing how your work, anyone really, but I love going back into your Instagram or, or um, available work or whatever it is. And it's kind of reminding myself how things have shifted and what I might have, what might have caught my eye a couple of years ago. And, and I just love it. I love watching a body of work evolve and a, and an artist evolve. And one of the things too, I think, um, I think a lot of listeners here, um, tend to be graphically driven or illustratively driven illustrators. And sometimes the fine art or the just painting, painting takes a back seat to that. Um, and because I think often people think that's the marketable thing, but I feel like your proof of whatever you want to do can be the marketable thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's really about like what you enjoy doing, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, this is my job. And so I do have to think about, you know, income and sure. There's a income streams and all that. And I believe me, I geek out and I love all that, you know, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's like, I want to enjoy my time and if yeah for me i just really from the beginning i was like i want to have a fine art aspect to my studio practice um i didn't want to wait because i knew it would be way too hard to try to allot that time mm. like carve it i didn't want to like carve it back in you know yeah, um i just really tried to do like the idea work of, you know, like, how do you want your days to be and, and everything, and then build from that. And so for me, like selling the original paintings, and then turning them into prints, and then licensing those things also just, to me, it just seems like 
the best of all the worlds. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think that is such a good combination. And so tell us how you got here. Like, did you say when you were little, I want to be an artist? Did you do that in school? How'd you, how'd you get here? Cause you've made some really good decisions and you seem grounded. And I, I love that. So I'm curious. Well, I think some, I, I did not know from a young age at all. I've never had like that um, ambition to be this like career, just in quotes, you know, of like, I wasn't studious. Um, I just really liked to do my own thing. So college was like, I literally walked on campus a bit and that was kind of it, you know? <laughs> oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I just can't, you know? So I think yeah. a lot of it was actually trying to avoid putting on real pants and going into an office and doing, I can't do that. Yeah. I just, yeah. it makes me sad to oh, think about that's doing well said. that. So yeah. I was like, you know, for me, it came later, um, just worked odd jobs in my twenties. I was really focused on being a musician. I had a band and, you know, went touring and all that stuff. And, but the performance aspect of it was really hard for me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just can't do more than what, where I was. So, yeah. um, it was more so like in, you know, I had an Etsy shop from like 2007 to like 2013 and yeah, I was impressive. doing more like drawing and making magnets and mm -hmm. you know it was very much of what you did back then you know yeah. when you had an Etsy shop For and sure. but it was very casual I didn't have like um an art practice you know like I wasn't drawing every day I didn't enjoy drawing mm -hmm. you know I enjoyed I having that. having drawn some stuff you know and <laughs> having the it done and to work from but I I really liked um you know the ideas and and putting my um style and just figuring all that stuff out but i really didn't have like an art practice um and so i shut that down in 2013 when i was pregnant with my twins i was very sick like mm -hmm. i had hyperemesis hyperemesis which is like mm -hmm. you're just vomiting all day long and it's oh, terrible gosh, yeah. so i literally couldn't get out of bed for four months you know yeah. thankfully it subdued um after i was about five months or so along and but that was really like okay i'm gonna focus on um having these two babies which was very scary yeah, for sure. <laughs> my my husband was um just a side note like we found out we were i knew i was pregnant but we found out we were having twins yeah and then he got fired on Two days later on a monday oh and the oh stress <laughs> was like oh no but we're gonna figure this out we're gonna figure this out you yeah. know it turned out to be a blessing actually of, yeah yeah but, often it is but in in the moment holy mackerel yeah That's holy mackerel stress. yeah holy mackerel so fast forward to 2015 i was like you know i want to do this as my career I have these two small kids, you know, two small babies at home, but I was really thinking ahead and I was thinking ahead of when they became school age. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to go get a day job. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I am going to build this art career and I'm going to do it. I wasn't even doing it though, but I was like, I'm going to do the things yep. <laughs> and become a working artist. I 
come hell or high water. (laughs) You know, that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes a a super seismic shift to say, okay, I have to make a choice. I I can't dabble. I have to make a choice and this is going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was a good time. Like, you know, the internet provides us so much and seeing other people, you know, do it is so inspiring. I never considered myself like an ambitious person until like I really started making art Mm -hmm. and became an artist. And I was like addicted, like, like falling in love. Yeah. Obsessed, you know, you found your thing. Yeah. And, and that honestly, that doesn't, that that's still there and it doesn't go away, you know? I I mean, there's times where it's like, it is kind of, it is a relationship. You know, because there's times where it's like, ooh, something's off here, like Mm -hmm. of how I feel. Why am I not excited? Well, it sounds like you've made some choices on how to, on balance, um, that really put put your priorities. You make good choices with your priorities, sounds like. Yeah. And your time. Yeah. Did you pick up a paintbrush then? Like, how do you... You, I'm, I'm kind of like, whoa, because you had an Etsy store. You, I love that you said I didn't even like to sketch because I've followed a creative path for sure. But I think, you know, I thought, well, I have to take this perspective class. I remember sitting there, still a life class, like, oh, this is so not me. Um, but it felt like the rule, you know, before I do yeah. that, I have to do this. But it, but you... But of course, there is no rule, really, except do you love it? Try it. So when you decided, I want to do that, I want to be an artist, I want to do this full time, like, what were the steps you took? So for me, like, my first goal was like, okay, I want to design fabric. I want to be a fabric designer. And so I really went into it more with like a textile perspective. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm not great at drawing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't at the time I could draw, but it wasn't like my style. I wasn't speaking through that at all. My, my voice wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, yet I do draw now some, you sure. know, much more, but, um, so I really went into it like through the lens of like, I feel like I had a strong sense of style, you know, in color. Yes. Yes. And so I was like, Shape. I started with block printing mm-hmm. and block printing fabric and, and then I'd block print on paper and scan it in and create some repeats. And, but I was like doing the thing that I yeah. wanted to do. It was yeah. more about like, I enjoyed the block printing. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do for a little bit there. I did some like making handbags with the fabric I was making sure. and production sewing is a beast and was yes. definitely not my no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I really went into like, I went all in on the block printing and I started, I, you know, I was sewing with the stuff and showing my creations. So it was kind of um, in line with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andover reached out like nine months later wow. and I was like, Hey, we would, would you love to put out a fabric collection with these designs you've been doing? And I was like, cool. well, heck yes, I would. Thank you very much. <laughs> Perfect. You've fallen right in line. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it was because I was, I was doing, I was really working on this every day. It was very short amounts of time, but 
yeah. you know, um, and sharing it regularly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that really, and, and with my intention of like, this is what I want to do. So I think it was a little, I was kind of communicating that. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, you had your Etsy, Etsy shop and you, and you created and drew and, and painted and all the things that you did. So it, it sounds like it was the next step. Okay. I like doing this. I'll try that. And, and, and then as you, cause I just don't want people to think like you wake up and you say, okay, yeah. I want this to be full time. I'm going to block print this thing. And then it goes, no, it, I know I, it's a process and it's, it takes sharing and it takes getting yourself out there. And yes, we can say, oh, Instagram's all about the reels or whatever, but put yourself where people are, put yourself where people are looking yeah. and and just hang out there because we also gain our peers, our friends, our support system in, yeah. in those places as well. And that at the end of the day, that's going to keep you going more than, more than anything else. It's very true. And also like, so when you look back on it and think like, oh yeah, something happened really fast, but then when you're in it and you're doing it and you're making work and sharing it day after day after day for just with intention, but mm -hmm. nothing is happening during all of that. And I think most people quit mm -hmm. something or a mm -hmm. project or something if they're not getting that, mm -hmm. um, whatever validation it is that they're looking for, you know? So at this point, you know, like for me, it was, that was one step, but really I realized I was just looking, I needed to think bigger Mm -hmm. you know, and zoom out a bit, you know, yeah. um, because also just learning how I work is I really don't like doing the one thing, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. all day. Yeah. That's all I had time for at the time. Cause when sure. I was, you know, started, it was like, you know, half hour a day. So that's fine. But when, then when you're to, to do it full time and to, you know, make a living at this, when you're talking more like six hours in a day or something, well, you know, there's more time to fill then. Right. Right. For sure. So when did you lean more heavily into painting? I was like the following year, like 2016, I was taking a mats course. I remember. And, and I, I'm not <laughs> sure if it was the home decor one. I think it was, but one of the weeks was like, you know, we did like a 12 by 12, um, just makeup painting. It was like an abstract, I think, or something for, or I chose abstract. I'm not sure. And, and that was really like, that was really the start of it. So I started painting. I never finished the assignment and I just went in this whole other direction. <laughs> and there she goes. <laughs> and, 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 and it was just like, yeah, completely oh, like, like, okay. And this is now this is what that's. <laughs> that's so good. And, you know, um, six years later, here I am. <laughs> I think that's such a great example though, of permission to, go with your gut, your, yeah. your gut was saying, Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun with this tug, yeah. tug assignment. Oh no future. You know, yeah. like, I think I'll go with that. That's yeah. It's so like I crazy. finished it, you know, like late, you know, a little late and that's fine. Cause I was like, wait, this is actually what this is for. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. What we, you know, it, it is kind of silly that the things we feel guilty about in our creative practice is it. I struggle with that for mm -hmm. sure. Like I'm painting and I'm feeling like I should be doing this and over here. And it's like, wait, no, this is the work. Yeah, this it is, is the work. 
this is it. You know what? That's, oh, let's stop there for a second. Because I think, where does that come from? That guilty thing. It's either I'm enrolled in this thing or people are doing things that look this way and I'm not, or I need to stop and write that email. And, and it does, it can take us away from the work. Mm-hmm. And if we can remember just to touch in and maybe it's, it is something like time blocking. Maybe it's something like if I give myself three hours to paint in the morning, then I'm not going to feel guilty because I didn't do it. I can go and do whatever else I need to do later. But, but a plan for that is very wise. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and granted, I, you know, don't hold me to it. I mean, these, these are always like my intentions. It's not sure. like well, I always, yeah. <laughs> I always do it. Cause it's like, you know, oh, you know, wake up in the morning, like last week and our ceiling is like the paint's peeling from the ceiling. The AC started leaking. And it's like, you know, as the people who have flexible schedules and work from home, that's our response. You know, it just, yes. everything starts to take up that time, but Let's that is one thing. Twins. I Yeah. <laughs> get a call from camp, you know, like, Oh, so-and-so's not feeling well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that, the, that sense of urgency though, just recently, you know, of like the ups and downs of not knowing with schedules and if just health and everything is like, Ooh, that's hard. Cause I feel like, so when I do get a good week of where there's just wonderful, boring routine yeah, is, which is, I love, Right. You know, and rare. No, nothing planned out of the ordinary, you know, just yes. <laughs> the stuff, the good stuff. It's hard not to feel like frantic that like, oh, I need to get this all done, you know? Yeah. Sometimes we have to do something like plan a get together or, you know, when somebody's coming over and you get things done, you know, it's those or you're taking a trip. So you or whatever it is, you know, a deadline to get things done, which is helpful. But I think when you know yourself and how you need to work that all and and you're honest with yourself that helps too to say yeah. like okay no really i need to i need to i have to paint because that is what that's going to pay for everything else yeah. so yeah yeah it's it's finding that way for yourself that you know it'll work you'll know you'll stay in line as much as possible of course yeah so i love like numbers and a good old spreadsheet and that sort mm. of thing and so i give myself so my, over the last few months, my new goal is, okay, I want to paint $10,000 worth of work per month. Cool. And that's just, and, and that's a lot of that is because I'm working up into a um, open studios coming up. Mm-hmm, and so it's mm-hmm. like, I literally have to have the work yeah. and that can come in any form. Um but I give myself just the number. So I have something to measure it against. You that makes know? Sense. Mm-hmm. And so to reach that number, that means I need to paint some big paintings. Yeah. You know, and it just, it just keeps me in check, you know, cause my goal, I also have like the goal of like, I want to at least paint one big painting. And when I say big, like, like 48 by 48 or bigger, right. You know, per month. So I have that sort of work mm-hmm. um, in, you know, in my studio. And, and so it just kind of keeps me um, just gives me something to work towards, you know, and I can measure it. I either I'm hitting it or I'm not, you know, but it's, it does for me, that doesn't take away the magic of painting. No, it's almost like a a word problem. You know, if if you know, you 
because it, and the other thing is it takes the pressure off. You know, if you do these things, you're going to have accessible to your people who want to buy it this much, which will make sure you make that money. You know, I said yeah. that in a very not clear way, but um, it just, it makes sense. And th- those are great tips to say, for instance, if somebody wants to get in front of a certain company or an agent or something very different or have a show somewhere, um, that comes with reaching out. So if you reach out a certain amount of times, if you don't reach out, you're not going to, you're never going to get there. So just keep doing that. And then if you want to make a certain body of work, work backwards, you know, what do you need or a certain dollar amount work backwards. And I think, I think that's so true. Cause it's not like that. I sell I'm not saying like, right, I want right. to sell, like that's kind of the key because uh-huh. <laughs> I can't really control that to a certain amount, but yeah, you're right. Like if, you know, sending out a certain amount of emails, it's like, it's not about getting, I want to get three new clients this month. It's like, right. well, well, okay. Yes. But in order for that to happen, you need to send out this much correspondence. Right. And maybe you'll get six. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, yeah. It's really interesting. Hey, if you haven't hopped on over to Tanto Studio to sign up for my email list, I think you might want to. I send out something interesting every month with a little story or artists I'm following. Sometimes there's something about windowsill workshops, but always just something I think you might find interesting and and inspiring. So hop on over tantostudio.com and sign up and I will see you in your inbox. You touched on something a bit ago. It's that consistency of trying things and, and, and sticking with them. Like for instance, you said when you started out, you were, you were um, block printing and you did that and you did more and you did more and you did more and you showed up on social media and yes, sometimes people quit, but I think if we're consistent at anything, anything we're going to, it's going to start getting in front of people. People will notice, for instance, podcasts. I was thinking about this the other day. Every once in a while, when I get a chance, I'll I'll go look and see who's who's following me. And there was somebody following me who I didn't recognize. He did this great spray painted murals, very street art, very very interesting to me because it's not the normal person who follows me. And I was like, yes, to me, this is what I want to have the conversation with all the different kinds of people. So, but what does that take? That takes a hundred over a hundred episodes. That takes being consistent. That takes doing something I love, which is having conversations with different artists to hear about how they go about it. Now, when I started out, I didn't say, Oh, I'm going to have a hundred episodes. I'll be like, I'm going to do great to have four. That's going to be a thing. But you know, I think if we can remind anybody out there that if you like it, keep doing it. If you want to do it and you like it, keep doing it because they will come. If you build it, they will come. It it does happen. Yeah. You can't, you can't stay locked in your studio. I mean, you do have to do the work on the shows and things like that, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a hermit. I'll admit like, (laughs) so I was going to ask, I actually need to put myself out there, Mark, because (laughs) I was going to ask you what you do about that. Being a hermit is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, especially in the past three years. I think we all got our hermit on and it's very comfortable and a lot of us kind of like it. So what do you do to get your work out there? I put, well, still a lot of the same sharing on Instagram. I have a newsletter website. 
just kind of having that good foundation for people to discover you has really worked, you know, um, friends, opportunities, people you've worked with, you know, that, that all comes around. So do you have a specific gallery you show with? I don't. Just open I, studios? Yeah. I, I mean, once a year we have like a local open studios. Um, I don't work with any galleries right now. Um, I'm, I'm going to do a group show here in a, um, in next month here in Sacramento. Um, but other than that, I, right now I really sell just through my website, Love that. you know, I've, for myself. Um, I like the freedom in that. I'm not opposed to galleries at all. Sure, sure. Um, it's just, I haven't felt keen on like, like I have to do this right now. There's, right. there's time, you know, for that. And I yeah. really, I really want to develop my work more, to be honest, mm. just really trying to just explore and, and just become a better artist, honestly. Do you feel like, you know, when that's happening? No, like, it's so like, it's so silly. Like it's this cycle of like, oh my gosh. I mean, there's days seriously, like, I'll feel like, am I ever going to paint something that just lights me up ever again? You know, cause it's, it's been three days, you know? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like who's nodding no, right now? <laughs> no. And then I, so, so I'll look back like at sketchbooks or, or we laugh, past but it's work. so true. It's, it's so true. ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so true. And I am just coming out of one of those kind of moods, you know, it kind of lingers usually for about a week for me. This yeah. it's like, Oh, you know, and then a lot of times it's like, cause I work on a lot of work at once, like mm -hmm. a lot of paintings. And if I have 10 paintings surrounding me, that are all in this awkward stage. Ooh, that's hard. So I yeah. have to go and like turn them around because I can't walk into the room. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd like to have like one or two that are almost finished that totally I'm excited about. So and then some in the very beginning stage. And then that that messy middle part can hang better. Like that's so mentally. <laughs> interesting. I hadn't really stopped to think about that, but that makes so much sense, especially when you're working big or for me, you know, I I'll start on five chunky rings in my, in the, when I'm making some, some jewelry. And if they're all at the messy middle, that's right. You're like, I'm nothing. I can't do any of it. What am I it's doing with working. my life? I just melted that bezel or whatever it is, but you're right. And, and if you let yourself put a couple that you really love, hang them there. It's like, oh, that's right. I am capable of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good, that's a really well, good observation. And I really like to make work being like just referencing my own work. So mm -hmm. like I'll go and yeah. get a few pieces, print them out that I like. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going for this kind of like mm -hmm. giving myself my own client brief. I find super Love helpful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and even thinking about um, like, I think a lot about like the aspect ratios that I'm making work in because sometimes certain sizes just do not crop down to other sizes right, or right. as well, like when you're pushing composition out to the, the borders, which I find I like doing that now. Mm. It's terrible for manipulating later in the computer, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I like great. it. That's, yeah. You know, again, you'll find a way, there's a way to yeah. figure that out. If it needs to be turned into something, that has to have a different border. You'll, you can do that. Do you really need way. the top of the flower head? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like the very top. Oh, I'm I know. Sorry. 
That is not for you today. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how your work has translated into some licensing. Because you you do fabric and you still do. Mm-hmm. And that must, it's like, but that's really different. So you don't look at your work and say, oh, she she's a surface pattern designer. Yeah. So that that relationship has, has carried on with Andover. Yeah. Yeah. So when they, you when they when they say it's time for a new collection, is that fun and easier? Is it hard? Um, I think a little of both. Mm-hmm. You know, because you never. Healthy. Yeah, it's a little of both. Like I usually, I'm kind of constantly making work, and then when it's time to gather a collection, I just like to go through work, and that's. I mean, I work on my iPad as well, so I'll have some digital work. I'll have. Um, paintings or collage that I find interesting, doodles, that sort of stuff. Um, and I just kind of put them in buckets of kind of families yeah. of stuff I think will go well together and um, pull from that and start to put together a collection, you know, and if it needs more, do I have something for a good large scale print? Do I have something for like a small ditzy? Um, do I need some plaid or you know right. squares or polka dot you know and and create some stuff that I do need um but usually like from working on a collection there's always like some leftovers mm-hmm. to start the next one oh that and then yeah, that's and that kind of is true even like with working on a group of paintings it's similar so there's always like this nice um base to start from mm-hmm. for the next one and then it, it kind of helps too I think build a little bit of a common thread. I like that. I like, you know, it's, it's true. And, and you, you're helping yourself there. It's, it's like the sourdough starter keeping it in the the fridge. It's like, yeah, I have my little, you know, my little thing that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's really smart. Um, so how have other, I know you and I had a chance to work together and make some beautiful product for creative co-op that I love seeing in the world because that did really well. Cause I, it was a minute ago and I still see it as a matter yeah. of fact, where was I? Oh, shoot. It was an online site. That's one where it's not totally current. So I, there your, was your picture. And I was like, Oh my God, there's the picture. I want the picture. And so then I was like, wait, how do I get more? What else do you have on here? And it was just, it wasn't grouping it all together. And I went down that Sarah golden rabbit hole. Yeah, anyway, that's funny. so so how have you been approached in different ways that for licensing? Cause I think it's tricky when you, when you're, when sometimes when you're doing things your way. Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I, my favorite, like my favorite is an email and like, Hey, we're interested in these, these pieces. Yeah. Um, and for this specifically, mm-hmm. and do you have any more work like it? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I just got one of those nice. last week and worked on it. I, they asked for like 30 images and I was like, wow. this is great. And what's amazing to me is that the stuff people, and I, cause I know you do this as, you know, you dig back yeah. deep yeah. is that it's a few of them are, are paintings and sketchbooks from four years ago. Yeah. That's it's like, that's, that's not old. There's no such thing as old work or, you know, right. like, <laughs> it's just work I did at that on that date yeah it's so true it's so true and it's like from a sketchbook that I'm I was um you know experimenting with oil paints 
you know, so it's, it's nice to have all that sort of stuff. And but you're, then okay, when I'm looking, you're okay with that when somebody oh, yeah. comes from a, well, if I put it, if I put it on the internet, right. I'm proud of it to a certain extent. Like, yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? I so there's that, mean. there is it's, that. There's a filter before it gets there. Yeah. A granted, sometimes, you know, sometimes you are mortified by older work. But it's usually just because it's not what you're interested in doing. Exactly. Again, it's like you said, you want to you want to see where your work can go. And you, you're saying that right now today. However, it's always an evolution. Yeah. But if, if somebody's bringing you something from four years ago, there's going to be a thread there somewhere. Yeah. And it's pretty Completely. exciting. Yeah, I, I love I love that. Um, I mean, I some of my, you know, best selling prints and, you know, it's, it doesn't hurt my feelings that I made them four years ago, or, right. <laughs> you know, that it's, cause it's, it, it's all, it's a big family and people don't think of things like that. Like the consumer or necessarily it's just, it's artwork mm -hmm. and it, and it, it continues to still be artwork. It's, I love that. Oh, that's that quote, that quote should go down in history. It is artwork. It really is. And, and uh, you're right. If you put it, you did it. So you, you know, you went through the process. It's, it's yours anyway. And um, I think as a society, we're moving so dang quickly. Um, I love that there is certainly um, a throwback or a, a, a movement, I should say, to do things more simply, you know, live smaller, live sustainably, things like that. But that includes, you don't have to just like what I'm putting out into the world right this second. Yeah. It's okay if you like what yeah. I put out into the world a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And if you keep like, cause that's us, like that's just us being our own critic. And also like almost in a way, we're not the best judge of what's our best work because most right. of the time what i'm going to answer is the things that i enjoy making mm -hmm. the most mm -hmm. and yeah sometimes that that joy can very much um like you know go into making a great piece of work but a lot of times it's not as great work because if that was always the outcome of enjoying making something and to make great work that's not how it works like i'm just saying in the studio you know right Right. And so, we're not in the heads of the people looking either. We don't know. They might need something that's something they see in your work makes them think of a project they have. And it, you don't know what, you know, it's everybody's doing, we're doing the project they need to do. So yeah. if your work aligns with that and, and you can work together and play with it in a way that's fun and exciting, then that's, that's a, that's a yeah. bonus. I think to, to me, it just, it, it's a total kick. It you is. know, we were talking before we press record um, just about how time passes and, and sort of the, oh, I don't know, the stigma or the filters we put on ourselves, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just age wise and, and timing and, oh my gosh, age is such a thing. I've, I'm turning this birthday and I, this age, and I don't want to be this old or whatever. And I, how come I wasn't happy with myself 20 pounds ago? And, and you yeah. said the greatest thing, if I, if I could just know then what I, where I would be now. Right? Yeah. Well, I said, if only I could be as young and as fat as I thought I was, <laughs> or, <laughs> or no, no, as old and as fat as I thought right. I was 
Then exactly. That would be great. I mean, it like, was, sorry. That's the thing. It, we get to these points in our lives and we're so hard on ourselves. We, we feel old and fat or we feel not good enough or we feel like if I could only mix that perfect ochre or whatever it is, it's like. Well, now that that's important. That perfect ochre <laughs> is very important. Mario. It is important, but it might have been perfect already yeah. for that. Well, that, that that idea of perfect, it shifts, right? It's true. It, it's just true. from day to day, month to month. You Old know? shifts, yeah. size shifts. But, yeah. but the thing is, it's just if we can allow ourselves some grace around that and be like, my dad said, you know, I'd love to be the age you are now. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that. You, know. you probably shrugged that off like, ugh, you know, like oh, a bit dad. like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. We, we, we're always, we tend to, as humans, be hard on ourselves and wish we were younger, thinner, more creative, more prolific, whatever it is. And if we can just give ourselves a moment to say, wow, look where you are. Look what yeah. you've done. Yeah. Enjoy this moment right here, especially with twins or kids or a business, those things that take your time and, and splinter it, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's all take a moment, you know, pat ourselves on the back because people it's never people's day to day is not what you see on the internet. You know, I, I know people have assumptions about me and, you know, and it's like, Oh, you, you do not know. <laughs> I am recovering from a chaotic morning <laughs> with, you know, hard family stuff and, yeah. you know, things like that, you know, and it's like, that's hard, you know? It is. And I think that's such a a good reminder. I mean, there's so much, all of it. I mean, we all know, right? We go through our day and there's struggles and there's, oh my gosh, I forgot to pay this bill or how do I get my kid to school or my mom's sick or I'm sick? You know, all those things are absolutely going to happen because yeah. life is what it is. But we tend to, I can put this picture of this beautiful or, the, you know, take this image, put it on Instagram of this beautiful picture I painted and feel good about that. However, yeah. to get there, to get that painting on there, it's layered. All those brush strokes hold stories, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's Okay. Like a lot of people talking, you know, the, the work-life balance. And for me, I think it's more about the balance of like my relationship to my art practice has been like really thinking about that and working with that has helped me. And, and I can't, what I mean is, is kind of like when we make art, like I find it therapeutic. I do it because I feel good after doing it and during, you know, um, on hard, if, if I'm having a hard time making art makes me feel better, mm. you know, but also it can't just be that because then that becomes like a hard thing when, when you're trying to also balance it with like the art business right, right. side of things, you know? Um, cause I, I'll go through those spells where it's like, I just want to paint, you know, mm. I just want to paint. But then oh, yeah. I, I realized like, so like doing the time blocking has really helped. And on a bigger scale, like, like this week, I'm mm-hmm. really just going to focus mm-hmm. on painting, cool. you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's sort of like if you go on vacation, you can go on vacation and, and just turn off all the things and come back and you, there's the mail, there's the calls, there's the, the things you have to follow up on. And I think sometimes it can be that way. If you really are in the studio and your focus, it's almost like, whew, you know, 
nothing can get in my way, but it has to, right? Yeah. It, there is a balance. And you seem to have a good handle on that. Well, thank you know, you. <laughs> not that every day goes smoothly, yes. but, but you, you've lectured yourself on yes. how to, how to manage yes. the balance, which is great. Yeah, for sure. One <laughs> of the things I super love is your, um, $25. What do you ah, call that? Um, my surprise paintings. Surprise paintings. I have to thank you very much. <laughs> yes. I love that you have found a way to get people super involved right now make that art accessible. You're one of the things I love about you is, is your use of color and shapes and the combinations together. It's just so, it feels very Sarah and very unique. And I just love that you're, and to me, it feels like a study. It almost feels like when you have all these tiny canvases on the walls, on the your studio wall, and it's a surprise, you know, you're doing potted plants or whatever it is in yeah. your way today. It, are those kind of like a study for something else for you? Or is it just a free form? Like what's, what's your. Yeah. For me, that? it's like, I, okay. So I'm trying to build my endurance. It is a study, but it's also like a practice, like an exercise because I want to build my endurance for staying loose, like keeping my, like not stiffening up over a longer amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so when I sit down to like say paint a bunch of these studies and then are just like slightly different, but I love the repetition mm -hmm. in that I learn a lot. So making it where I can do these, but then make them available for people is super fun, yeah. you know? And all, there's, I love a, a project where it's like, I'm going to make a hundred of mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Like that lights me up. Um, but then also like, yeah, really just being like, I'm going to get to know this new medium maybe a little bit and I'm going to dig into it. I'm going to work on keeping it loose, keeping it like I literally have that note mm. like on my table. And because usually a lot of times like when I'm doing um, work, like it's the first, let's say 30 minutes. That's kind of sometimes where the magic happens but i want it to stretch out you know yeah <laughs> and then i get too tight like i start really um over overworking something trying mm -hmm. to go back and create like like when i'm painting or a brush line i can go over it one more time but the second once i start going three or four times like i'm just making it worse right and so i really want to just get that in my that looseness where it's like i give myself kind of a time limit or just you know those sort of rules that's and for cool. me, that's really important. And I know one of your, you think the things you call it as important to you is deep work. How, how would you describe that? For me, it's the, the time blocking mm -hmm. mainly mm -hmm. and giving myself that permission, like short-term and long-term to, you know, say no to things. Yeah. Um, be like, I really want to focus on these few projects for the rest of the year, mm -hmm. you know, um, so a going series deeply into it. Yeah. Going deeply, really deeply into it and, and pushing past like that stage where it's like, maybe you want to quit mm -hmm. with something or like a project. Cause I, I'm, I'm all for it. Like if I be like, I'm going to paint, um, you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to do 10 big abstracts. Well, if it starts somewhere along the line, if I'm if 
kind of botanical starts calling my name because uh. <laughs> I kind of I kind of waffle back between yeah. those two. I just I can't help it. Yeah, and well, good because I love them. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fully gonna just be like, okay, we're gonna shift gears. That's fine. Yeah. So I don't mean like like that sort of super tight rules, right. but it's more like about just kind of deepening that that process of the actual painting and responding to things because you can't like undo you know it's like it's not like on the computer when you can undo stuff right you know so it's really about just really focusing on the the artwork and developing my voice Mm. with what I want to do I love your dedication to your process and and it sounds like you really think about things like all the all the small paintings how are you going to loosen up or how are you going to make yourself really focus on whatever it is that feels important have you ever thought about teaching yes and the answer is no (laughs) (laughs) for all of you wondering there you go I love that I love to chat but like no I'm my my personality I'm I have to project, protect my energy reserves. I'm actually very low energy Mm -hmm. and, or I don't consider, I'm not one of those people that just have like an abundance of. I admire those people. I I relate on no level to those people. (laughs) (laughs) So I I have to be realistic, you know, I'm, you know, in, yeah, teaching for me just totally, no, I've done it a couple times and I'm like, this is a lot of work and I'm just not built for it. So, yeah, no, I, I have to ask because I think, um, you know, you have such good tips for yourself. So there you go. You, you just taught yeah. for this time we've been chatting and now you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> I, no, I love having, I like, I have that. an artist friend who I meet up with. I just love talking art practice and business. It's just, it's wonderful because nobody else really gets it. It's true. It's, we need to talk to each other. Yes. We are a unique breed. Yes. Well, I would love to check back in with you again and talk more about your art business and practice because that would be wonderful. I love it. And I love seeing where, like I said in the beginning, just kind of how it transforms. I love people who really are thoughty about it. And I think, I mean, I think we are in some way, all of us, but I gained a lot from this conversation. Oh, thank you, Margo. Yeah. And I, I thank you for calling it thoughty because I always think of like, I'm an overthinker. Mm, no, <laughs> don't think that. I no, think deep, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing deep, deep, going deep thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always love to find out who you're inspired by. And I always get a pre, a little preview because you sent some people over and you expanded me. I, I learned, I was like, oh, all good things. So tell me who's inspiring you. <laughs> Before I get carried away. Okay. My, my three people. Yes. Um, first one is Sandy Hester. Yeah. I, her YouTube channel. I, I just binge watch it and she's just joyful. Oh my and gosh. I did not work. know about her. I, I left her YouTube it's channel so open so Margo. I could just keep watching. It's yes, so Margo. It's I love so it. It's so Margo. Like I, I actually, when I think I was like, oh, well, Margo must love her work. <laughs> I did not know about her. So delicious. Yeah. yeah. So thank well, you. And for- I love when people like share about their materials mm-hmm. and we'll do like 
um, test out different watercolor papers and different weights. And it's I, so I, helpful. I like it is helpful because a lot of times on that stuff, we're overbuying what I mean by like we're buying the fancier stuff, yeah. more expensive right. when we don't necessarily need to. There's that thing. This must be better because it costs more. And yes. it's not I saw somewhere on YouTube yesterday, somebody was used, they had cut a cereal box and they were using the inside, yes. which is nice. It's my, those are, that's my favorite painting. Seriously, <laughs> surface. There you go. <laughs> I mean, no, a box of cheer. I'd use my kids like Cheerios and mac and cheese and I constantly harvest that right. from <laughs> There's so many it's in my so smooth. In my I gesso it first. I put on some That's gesso. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Secrets. Secrets. Yes. Right here. <laughs> Seriously, that's such a good surface. And but you're right. I love it when we're allowed in to somebody's yes. working through something. And and Sandy Hester, again, S-A-N-D-I, Hester, it'll be in the it'll be in the show notes. Um, she's just delightful. So thank you yeah. for that. You're welcome. And the second person, um, Joachim Nordstrom, he's a Swedish artist and he does collage work. So good. It's so like rich in deep in color and like the vintage paper. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I love, I like painting on vintage paper Mm. and it's kind of hard to, you know, it feels quite fancy because it's, harder to come by like blank paper yeah. you know um but yeah, oh, his work is just i i like that naive just There's something really f- I, I don't know fresh nostalgic right word. it's nostalgic and it's so not like you think collage and oh it must look like this and it doesn't it looks no. so unique and it's so interesting and I really do like his color sense too. Yeah, Very exactly. Cool. He has a really strong color voice, you Mine, know, color and all from, from doing it his way. That was another yeah. treasure. Yeah, Thank that's, you. that's true. Yeah. And the and third one, I think you <laughs> tell me your third one. Very excited about <laughs> this one too. <laughs> uh, Hannah Cole of sunlight tax. She's my accountant and I'm also in her like money um, monthly membership money. I think it's called uh, money bootcamp. She's incredible. Were you, were you familiar with her? No, no I'm so excited to hear. I, when, when I read that, I went straight there and was like, okay, first of all, I'm going to have to have her on the, on yeah, the chat. She's, she, Cause she's specifically for artists. She is specifically like, for artists and she seems so approachable. And I just feel like for me, and I know you said you're a, a numbers gal but i am not and a lot of artists are not and i just feel sometimes like i just don't want to pay any attention to that but guess what that's not yeah. going to work at all well, so to it becomes somebody, this cloud it's a big old fat cloud <laughs> and to have somebody that gets you that's yeah. wonderful yeah and that like because a lot of times i think as artists dealing with any of that sort of business stuff we have to like put it through translate it into our own language to yeah. make it how does how does this like apply to me right. and it's really helpful to have it be like this you don't have to do that right. it's literally you know she is speaking to artists and and there's know. a lot of great resources on her i think i might even have it yes it's sunlighttax.com and she's got a lot of great resources specifically for artists so that yeah. that was a wonderful thing yeah. too and i and i love that you pulled that out too because it's about 
what's in, who's inspiring us, who makes our days lighter, who makes us want to be better at what we're doing. And for yeah. sure, somebody like that could really help give you clarity so you can do what you do yeah. and leave well, the and rest. Too, artists need to talk about money Yes, more. It's do. not like I've just become so much more empowered, you know, just talking, well, learning for one thing, because I was like sticking my head in the sand. Yeah for years. And then if a couple of years ago, I was like, no, I need to get, I just need to learn this, take it on like as a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to be for, you know, of course it's an ongoing thing, but just learn more about that, yeah, you know, and yeah. it helps a lot. It does help because then we have those tools and it's, it makes us feel like, oh, it's okay. I, I am an artist. I need to remember these things. I don't necessarily have to pay attention to those, but I have to, here's the language. Here's the tips. She, she seems great. So yeah, thank you for that. And we You're do, welcome. we need to have another, con- or not a, well, we need to have another conversation, but more conversation about money, about yeah. what to charge, about yeah. how to be confident about it, about yeah. how to lift each other up. Oh my gosh so much so yeah. i really feel like that is the unspoken so you're motivating me to let's circle back on that Good. One, shall yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> how can people find you uh, my website sarahgolden.org and on instagram and tiktok at sarahgoldenart awesome <laughs> thank you margo thanks sarah before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.